Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Bible said this in Jude. Uh, uh, of course, there's not but one chapter, but Jude uh, will pick up reading in verse number one. The Bible said this, Jude, uh, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, uh, to them that are sacri- or to them that are sanctified by God uh, through the Father and, or the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you uh, of the common salvation which was needful for me uh, to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend uh, for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Uh, For there are certain men crept in uh, unawares uh, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, uh, ungodly men turning the grace of our God uh, into lasciviousness uh, and denying the only Lord God uh, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Look back in verse number 3. Bible said this in the middle of verse number three. He says this: "It was needful for me to write unto you uh, and exhort you uh, that you should earnestly contend uh, for the faith. That you should earnestly contend uh, for the faith." Look with me now in the book of First Timothy, chapter number six. First Timothy, chapter number six, verse number eleven. But thou, O man of God, uh, flee these things and follow after righteousness, goodliness, faith, or godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Now watch this. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold uh, on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called uh, and hast professed a good profession uh, Uh, before many witnesses. What did he say in the beginning of verse number 12? Uh, Fight the good fight of faith. And then he said in Jude, uh, verse number 3, he said, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you uh, that you should earnestly contend uh, for the faith. That you should earnestly contend uh, for the faith. I want to use these passages of Scripture today uh, and simply preach on the thought of fighting uh, the good fight of faith. Uh, Fighting uh, the good fight of faith. Now, Father, I pray over the next few minutes, God, that you'd help us today. God, you know the need of this service, and I pray, God, that thy divine will would be done. God, I pray that you'd preach us in power and unction uh, and demonstration of the Holy Spirit of God. Uh, Lord, may you get... Uh, Father, all the glory for what's said and done today. Uh, In Jesus' name, uh, amen and uh, amen. I thought about this, and that bug just flew in my ear. 
but I'm glad it got back out. I thought, I think it went out the other side. But anyway, don't nobody, that's the wrong time to say amen if you was going to say amen right there. I thought about this. Stay with me for just a few minutes. I thought about this. We fight uh, for what we are passionate about. A politician will fight for a bill uh, to be passed because they are passionate about the cause that the bill will represent. A parent will fight for their children uh, because they are passionate uh, for their children, uh, their children and their children's well-being. Uh, we fight uh, for what we are passionate about. These first four verses in Jude uh, uh, brings us a very interesting question, uh, which I'd like to answer uh, and for you to answer uh, in your own heart today. What are we fighting for? What are we fighting for? I'll say this to you. You may say, well, preacher, uh, I'm not fighting for anything, but I would say to you today, yes, you are. Uh, you are fighting for something. Uh, what are you fighting for today? I thought about this. Are you passionate about the faith? Uh, uh, the faith is the body of doctrine uh, uh, that was delivered by God to the apostle, uh, uh, to the apostles for the church. Uh, and can I say this? It is the core uh, of our Christianity today, uh, the core of what we are uh, and what we do is this blessed old uh, uh, King James Bible. Uh, that is the core of what we are. And we should be passionate. Uh, uh, we should be willing to fight uh, and even willing to die uh, for what the core of our faith is today. Can I say this? The core uh, of our country today, what our country was founded on, what our forefathers established uh, of this great country of America on. Uh, and can I say this? Uh, I still love America today. Uh, I still thank God for America today. Uh, I'm still proud to be uh, a red-blooded American today. Uh, and what our country was founded on uh, uh, was a Bible. Uh, uh, that's what it was founded on. Uh, and what our country reverts back to today uh, as the supreme law of our land uh, is the Constitution uh, of the United States of America. And can I say something to you today? Uh, thank God for our Bible uh, and thank God for the Constitution uh, of the United States of America today. Uh, that allows us to meet uh, and worship God. Amen. I thought about this. Here's the way that Jude opens this up. He says, Jude, uh, the servant of Jesus. The servant of Jesus. You that knows your Bible knows who Jude is. Jude is the half-brother of Jesus. But Jude does not talk about his relationship as far as a physical basis of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he refers to himself as a servant of the Lord. Not just a servant. But when you study it out, you find out that it is a bond servant that he refers to himself as. That bond servant, uh, whenever you study it out, they was a slave. They was not hired. A bond slave was not hired. A bond slave was purchased because that bond slave had done something that he couldn't get out of on his own. It took, oh yeah, 
It took somebody that was able to go on his behalf and purchase him. Can I just say this to you today? Oh, we all have done something we couldn't get out of on our own. Oh, we had all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And you know what happened on Calvary's hill? Jesus paid our debt. He went on our behalf. And now we are the bondservant of the Lord Jesus Christ. With that in your mind, I want to ask you this question. What are we fighting for? When we think about all that Christ has done for us, when we think about how good God has been to us, I'll say this to you last night after the camera went off. Uh, I told the daughters of Calvary, I said, sing another song. And they sung another song. And there's a few of us that had gathered around that had been working at the church all afternoon trying to get things ready for when we go back in our building. And I told them, I said, just space yourself out. Sit down, listen, Brother Todd, preach, and we'll go home. We turned those cameras off, Brother Tim. And the daughters of Calvary got to singing. Lord, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm going to tell you right now, for about 45 minutes after the cameras went off last night, we got in another world for a little while. We began to worship God and to shout and to testify. Hear me and hear me well. When I think about what God's done for me, how good God's been to me, where God brought me from, how God has has blessed me. The least thing I can do is earnestly contend for the faith. That's the least thing I can do. Uh, Let me show you two or three things and we'll go home. Number one, I would say this to you. Open that right there. That's not part of the message. I don't have that in my notes. I don't know if anybody else seen that, but she opened that and I put that microphone to my mouth and turned it up. I guess I thought that, boy, wouldn't that be, Brother Matt sitting down there in the air conditioning, Brother Matt, hey, make us a microphone that's got built-in water. Boy, wouldn't that be something, Brother Ron? You can just turn it up while you're preaching. Boy, that'd be a blessing. Y'all don't understand the struggle. Brother Jeff does. He's here somewhere. He preached outside the other night. He's going to preach for us outside here in another week or so. But let me, let me show you something. Number one this morning, we fight for the faith. Because it was entrusted to us. Let me show you this by way of introduction. Why do we fight for the faith? Because it was entrusted to us. Listen, what your Bible said in verse number three. Beloved, I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. You see, the faith has been entrusted uh, to us today. Here every once in a while, we do youth activities with our young people. We take them different places. And the most recent one was just right before all this broke out. We took the young people on a spring break trip. And they're still on spring break. Yeah, went back to school yet. But anyway, we took them on a spring break trip. And we rented a cabin up here in the mountains for a few days uh, and took them away. And you know what I told Brother Heath uh, and Miss Morgan, Brother Tim, Miss Vicki, uh, and Miss Leslie and myself uh, 
I said, we got to look after them. I tell them this all the time. We've got to take care of them. Let me tell you the reason why. Because parents uh, is trusting us uh, with their children. You entrust us with that. But can I say something even beyond that? We have been entrusted uh, with the faith that was once uh, uh, delivered to us. We as a church uh, and a body of believers, uh, uh, we have been entrusted uh, uh, with this faith. And may God help us uh, uh, to fight the good fight because it's been entrusted to us. It's been entrusted. I thought about this. 1 Thessalonians 2.4 But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. Listen to what Warren Wearsby said. The church, listen to this, this, this is good. The church is always one generation short of extinction. If our generations, if our generation fails to guard the truth and entrust it to our children, then that will be the end. When we think of the saints and martyrs who suffered and died so that we might have God's truth, it makes you want to take your place in God's army and be faithful unto death. You say, preacher, why do we fight? Here's the reason we fight. Because it's been entrusted to us. But can I say something else? Because there's a generation that's coming behind us. Hear me and hear me well. I've seen enough of the glory that I'll be alright. I've seen enough of God moving uh, that I'll be alright. Uh, but there's another generation uh, that's coming behind me uh, that needs God. Uh, that needs the glory. That needs the church house. The church house. They don't need to know a parking lot. I say thank God we're able to meet like this right now. But this ain't the way God intended it. We're trying to take the precautionary steps that we need to. But hear me and hear me well. Hey, we're fixing to go back in the church gradually because our children need the church house. You men that was here on Wednesday night knows that. And I talked about that. May God help us to fight for what God has entrusted to us. This Bible's worth fighting for. The next generation's worth fighting for. My family's worth fighting for. Your family's worth fighting for. May God help us to earnestly contend for the faith. It's been entrusted to us. I'm going to say something right here. You can get mad at me if you want to. It probably won't be the first time. I'm sure it won't be the last time. I'm afraid before this thing's all said and done. We're going to separate the men from the boys. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be real careful right here. This thing said this week by preachers just absolutely blowed my mind. Absolutely blowed my mind. One made this statement. I'm not calling no names. One made this statement. No matter what the government or the civil law tells us to do, we are to follow it exactly to what they say do. 
You say, what would you say? I sent him a message and called him out on it. I said, if the government tells you to stop preaching, are you going to stop preaching? Hello, Tokyo. That's exactly right. And I'm going to tell you something. Some of these men, I'm going to be real careful, but I'm going to be real honest because I'm at home. That's, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but they've crept in unaware. They've crept in unaware. Whoa, yes. They've got sheep's clothing on, but underneath it, I'm afraid that they may be a wolf and hear me and hear me well. It's worth fighting for today. I'm able to stand and preach because somebody fought for it. I'm able to go to the house of God because somebody earnestly contended for the faith. May God help us to lift up high the bloodstained banner and earnestly contend for the faith we're to fight for the faith because it was entrusted to us it was entrusted to us but can I say this we're to fight for the faith because the enemy I'm trying to get out of the introduction the enemy is encamped about us the enemy is encamped about us look what he said in verse number 4 for there are certain men crept in unawares they crept in, and nobody ever knew it. Hello. They crept in, come right alongside of us. Come right alongside of us. Come here, Brother Ryan. We've been around each other a lot, so come here and help me preach. They come. Well, it's hotter out here than it is in there. They come right alongside of us. They crept in. Nah, I'm not preaching that Brother, Brian, Brother Ryan's a goat this morning. I'm not preaching that he's a wolf this morning. I'm not preaching that he said an apostate. I'm not preaching that he's an apostate. But what I'm saying is this. They crept in, Brother Robert, unaware. Matter of fact, we can go back over 14 years and we can call a few names, me and you can, that's been here from the beginning. Those people, Miss Christie, that they, they just slipped right in. And boy, we think, man, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. We're fighting the same battle. But the whole time, while this one's hugging my neck, they've got a knife in the back of me. And they're working that knife around, and they're destroying the church from inside out. Hello, you can go sit down. They're destroying the church from inside out. You see, no nation ever crumbled from outside in. No church ever fell from outside in. Every church that's ever crumbled, crumbled from inside out. You want me to tell you what I believe? You may get mad, but I'm just going to preach this morning because this has been burning on my heart for several weeks. I'm afraid that God is setting away, separating the wheat from the tire in this time. I believe God's exposing. Amen. Let me get back up here so you can't throw stuff or you got to throw it farther. Can I say this? They've crept in unaware. The enemy is encamped about us brother David Edwards everybody knows brother David brother David Edwards on Wednesday night there's a big storm blowed up brother David's got a huge auditorium 
There's about 75 of them. So Brother David told them, said, we're going to meet in the church because of this storm. They was able to spread way out in that church. You that knows Brother David's church, it's, it's, it's in the furthest part of nowhere that you can think of. You don't just drive by his church. And you know what happened on Friday? The sheriff from that county called him on Friday, and the sheriff said, I'm sorry, but I've got to make contact with you because somebody reported you for having church. Boy, Brother David was mad, and I talked to him. I said, hear me what I'm telling you, Brother David. There probably wasn't nobody from outside. Uh, there was probably some disgruntled church member inside the church. Uh, I want you to hear me. Uh, the reason we stand uh, uh, for what we stand for and the reason we're willing to fight for this and the reason I have numerous sleepless nights uh, and the reason that I pray uh, and beg God to keep our church right is because it's worth fighting for today and we fight because the enemy is encamped about us it's encamped about us it's encamped about us I just, I'm just going to go ahead and give you our plan you that was here knows it this coming up Wednesday night unless we have a major spike in cases in our county this coming up Wednesday night we're going to start our Wednesday night services back in the church Things is completely different in there. As you'll go in there and see on Wednesday night, unless we have a major spike, we're going to have common sense. There's social distancing put in place. There's tape everywhere in there. And I hate every bit of it, but it's what we need to do right now. You so preacher, we better listen. No, you hear me and hear me well. This is what we listen to. And can I just go a step further and say this? Everything that they're doing right now is against the Constitution of the United States of America. A governor cannot make law. He cannot make law by himself. It's an order. That's all it is. It is not constitutional, and it will not stand in court. Uh, we already found that out this week uh, in the state of Kentucky when the state ruled uh, with the church uh, against the governor of the state. I say thank God for the state of Kentucky and the court system in the state of Kentucky uh, that's willing to stand uh, and fight. Amen. Amen. Yay, man. It's worth fighting for today. It's worth fighting for today. It's worth fighting for. I'm telling you it's worth fighting for. You said, preacher, I don't feel comfortable. The FM transmitter will be on, sit in the parking lot and listen. If that's what you feel you need to do, it's worth fighting for. He said that we earnestly, we earnestly contend for the faith. Earnestly. There's some huge things coming down the chimney right now that will be on the governor's desk by the end of this week. And I'm proud to stand with Dr. Ron Beatty and Return America on those things. Matter of fact, I will be proud to drive two and a half hours to Raleigh this week when that's delivered and stand in support of my religious freedoms. That's it. Amen. They ought to been they ought to been seventy five horns blowed right then. Amen. So preacher, we just we I if you don't think I'm for being careful, talk to the men of our church that was here Wednesday night. I'm all for being careful. 
I want you to hear me this morning. When he can sit down with the officials of NASCAR and talk to them, but 160 pastors send him a letter by a lawyer asking just to consider the church as essential and look at the guidelines that we're putting in place in our church and we can't even get a response? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. It's time. It's time that we put on the battle array and we go to battle. Amen. 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 You say, preacher, I don't like that. Well, just to be quite honest with you, I'm not interested whether you like it or not because I'm interested in pleasing God more than I am of pleasing men. And we have a right and, amen, we have a duty to stand. Let me tell you who's going to suffer from this if we don't. Come here, Grant. Will you come here to the preacher real quick? Run up here. You could have brought that Diet Pepsi. I'd have drunk some of it. Oh, that's A.W. Root Beer. Praise God. I'd have preached another hour. Look here. We've been around each other a lot. Look here. Everybody see him. Come here and hold this mic just a second. Can you see him now? You see him. But Tim. That's why we got to stand. I'm telling you, Brother Josh, if we don't, our religious freedoms are being stripped away from us one right after another. And if we don't stand, this generation right here is not going to know what it's like. This generation right here is going to miss out. You say, preacher, why are you going to stand? Why are you going to fight? Why are we earnestly contending for the faith? Because there's another generation. Brother Easter's right up there today. No, let me back up and rephrase that. He's not up there. The tabernacle that he lived in is right up there. Brother James Shelton, the tabernacle Ganny. That he lived in right up there. Brother Jesse Holder, the tabernacle that he lived in right up there. A lot of y'all don't know those three names, but those are the three men that was very influential. Brother Easter started the church. Brother James was a deacon. Brother Jesse was a treasure and led the singing years ago in the beginning of the church. And let me tell you the reason that we're able to meet the way that we are right now. Oh, yeah. It's because they submit that stood and fought and got a hold of the horns of the altar and prayed and begged God to give them direction. I'm telling you, church, if there's ever been a day, if there's ever been a day, if there's ever been a day, if there's ever been a day that we earnestly contended for the faith, come start playing softly. It's right now. I'm not even out of my introduction. But I believe right there is where the Lord wants me to stop. Church, we can't just humble down. We can't just be led. Just led to the slaughter. And our not just our religious rights, but our constitutional rights. Our constitutional rights. 
I've done a little studying this week. Done a lot of studying. There's the statutes of the state of North Carolina. And underneath those statutes is what an officer is sworn in by. One of the very first things is an officer lays his hand on the Bible and is sworn in. He's sworn in to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. And then further in that swearing in, they also swear to uphold if it's a county or if it's a city or the state constitution or the the city ordinances or the state ordinances. But it says this right here. Hear me. Not inconsistent. Did you catch that? Not inconsistent. Not inconsistent with the Constitution of the United States of America. You know what the law for America is? The Constitution of the United States of America. And I am doing nothing to break the law of the Constitution of the United States of America. When I walk in that building, I'm doing nothing to break the law of the Constitution of the United States of America. That's exactly right. I want to ask you this question. If there's ever been a time that we need to earn and I got a, I got, I've actually got an alliterated outline. But if there's ever been a time, I look over here and Brother Gray sitting over here, Brother Kevin's daddy, for years, has stayed true, just a faithful servant of the Lord. Precious, precious servant of the Lord. And you know what? Dakota, we owe it to him to stand up for what we believe in. We owe it to him. My daddy's sitting behind me today. For over 40 years, he's been thundering out the word of God. I'm a lily-livered coward that's got a backbone like a spaghetti noodle if I don't stand up for what's right. I owe it to him. I owe it to him. Earnestly contending for the faith. Earnestly. 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 Earnestly contending for the faith.